Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That was good. <laughs> I like that. Okay. We could just keep this in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is Felix, age 29, occupation, pre-registration specialist for radiology business department for a hospital. Uh, the summer plans... Going to the beach with my friends, including Jim. Summer, summer, summer time. That is a legitimate good song. It's a Smith. nice, clean song, you know. It's a classic, right? And like, the, and it's I'm not just saying because everybody says, "Oh, that song's a," or like, "This is a classic," or "That's a classic." I think like it's legitimately like a timeless classic. It's a good song. It's really good. And my favorite Mega Man Two power up is Time Stopper from Flash Man, and also. Coincidentally, it has the best theme in Mega Man. All right. I'll have to think a little bit. What's up, guys? This is Jim, age 29, statistician and volunteer tutor. My summer plans on top of going to the shore are eating as much fudge as one person can eat. <laughs> I forgot your obsession in... with fudge. I made fudge one time. It was really good. And because I'm a bad nerd, I'm pulling up the list of Mega Man to bosses right now because unlike some people i don't really have them memorized mm -hmm. mega man 2 or x2 mega man 2 okay plot dr wiley no gameplay <laughs> plot <laughs> all right let's see we got metal man air man bubble man quick man crash man flash man heat man wood man Ooh, i'm gonna go with quick man no wood man wood man okay what's that power up uh the leaf shield Oh, yeah. Oh, because Mega Man has that in the MVC games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom for all Two. you non-nerds out there. I, I'm not sure if he, he had it in one. Did he have it in one? Two. I know he definitely had it in two. Not too sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's go with Woodman. <laughs> Woodman. Let's get this thing started. Welcome back to Tourist House, the outsider's look inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. Ooh, Jim, we got a couple good episodes. Just when I think I can't hide under my covers while watching this show anymore, every three episodes there's always something that just makes me want to just fly this, out of my window. This, this one's really good, though. I like this one. This This one is really good. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. And it comes up pretty quick, too. So uh, stay tuned and we'll get right into it. All right. So we got episodes 16, 17, and 18 on our sixth episode of Tourist House. So this one starts out pretty good. We have Arman, Arisa, and Tap, and then Minori comes in. They're talking about Arman's fight that he has coming up. And yep. Arman can't drink, and Tap is sad, and he's sad that he's going to lose his drinking buddy. Yeah, yeah, because... It for people who didn't really catch it because it's not they don't draw a lot of attention to it but it seems that tap and armand like drink every night 
and Arissa recently, when she joined, she kind of uh, joined the trio, uh, making it a trio. We've seen them all drink at least once, right? But Uchi and Minori don't really seem to drink a whole lot. No, no, not at all. Maybe because Minori is a model and uh, Uchi can't be uh, hung over <laughs> while doing people's hair while handling sharp objects. But you figure Tap, I mean, he's Tap dancing up a storm. You figure he's really not one to be hung over as well, right? Yeah, that's true. Unless you're just teaching those little kids, you know, then he can just kind of take it easy that day and drink <laughs> only once too. Just I show guess. A, just show a movie. Like yeah. a tap dancing movie. That's Are what teachers any... do when they show movies. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> you know any tap dancing movies? Uh I don't think no. no, I don't know. No, I don't. Huh. Uh, happy feet, happy feet. Yep. <laughs> I'll take that one. Right. And the knockoff, Tappy Toes. It's That's, real. Look it up. No, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. There's, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That is... there's, there's a Brazilian animation company that makes knockoffs of all the, like, the DreamWorks, Pixar, Disney Holy movies. Holy crap. It's real, right? It's I told real. you. It's real. It's a penguin, right? He's a penguin, too. I'm sorry. You can get a three DVD pack of... Tappy Toes, Chopkick Panda, oh. and Puss in Boots, which, is, which actually came out, though. A furry tale. Yeah, Puss in Boots, but oh, I wonder if God. this one came out before, because isn't the actual Puss in Boots a spinoff from Shrek? Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. So I wonder which one came first, because it'd be interesting if the knockoff came before the actual Puss in Boots. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But... Which might make it the actual Puss in Boots, which... <laughs> It's interesting because they could sue DreamWorks oh or whoever my made God. Shrek. It's no, real. It's this Chopkick Panda. Can we it's watch real. these? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Can we let's... change our podcast to reviewing these instead of Terrace House? Yeah. Join us next time where we're going to not watch 19, 20, and 21 and watch Chopkick Panda three times <laughs> and talk about it three consecutive times. Talking about something different each time. Yeah. Because, you know, with each watch you gain some new you find something new yeah <laughs> with chucking panda all right okay. okay so they're talking and tap is commiserating because he's losing his drinking buddy then it gets kind of weird because tap for some reason he doesn't see an opening he kind of creates one and he asks arisa about what she's been doing and arisa talks about how she made bento for armand because they talk about their hike yeah, the, yeah, on their the mountain date. and you can tell he was pretty envious it was written all over his face, and so he took that as motivation to go on the attack. Yeah, so he asks her out, and he says, we should do something. He's strangely indirect, I think more so than what we've seen from many people on the show so far. Yeah, that so seems th- to then be... Then we should get a bite. It's weird. Yeah, that seems to be a trait of his. As we go further into this episode, you, you can see, but... Yeah, so he asks her out, and she she seems pretty non-committal. I think I think before she can give a proper answer, I think Minori says, "Oh, that wasn't that direct. It wasn't very clear." Yeah, and obviously she and Uchi pick up on it. Or no, I'm sorry, not Uchi, Arman, Arman. And it's strange, and cut to the credits, and it ends on that. You know, they've really been good at ending the intro scene on an awkward moment. Yeah, yeah. For example, with Yuriko in tears, and the camera's <laughs> close, and then that music kicks in. It's it's kind of similar here. It's weird. 
<laughs> so after that, we see Uchi. It's, this is an interesting scene. It's not the first time we've seen this, but we see Uchi watching the show. Yeah. It really got me thinking about that. I mean, if you were on a show like this, or even listening to yourself, when you listen to the podcast again, do you have a hard time listening to yourself? No, I actually really like it. Oh, Felix. <laughs> no, oh, no. I love the sound I, I, of my own voice. No, not, not that. I think it's just more like I like it because it's something that we create. Okay. So maybe that can apply to Uchi also because technically he is making it, right? Right. I think with that sort of thing and when you're dealing with romance, you, you would probably really be scrutinizing certain moves that you make and for him it might be interesting because as as you just said it's something that he makes but it also just seems like torture because i know for me i'd be constantly watching it over and over again saying what did i do why didn't i do that i shouldn't have said this perspective too would be pretty interesting and also you know just to be like all right they're gonna make fun of me this week or what will they say about that moment or yeah so Arisa and Armand go on a date. Yes, this was really cute. I really liked this date. Yeah, it was nice. It was reminiscent of Misiki and Armand's date. I know. It was such a nice scene just with a different girl. Armand is just really playing the field here. Mm-hmm. They talk about how he can't find work, which is a little not upset. Well, yeah, it's upsetting. It hasn't been many episodes, work. but then again, I don't know like the time lapse or the timeline of things. So we don't know actually how long he's been looking at this point i guess we can assume it's been a couple of weeks because isn't yeah, each episode weeks. that covers a week right they condense a week's yeah. worth of stuff into one so okay never mind then so we have the exact timeline of things the exact timeline to a t <laughs> and during this date they really hit it off uh, they start making future plans indirectly and I really feel that they were both testing the waters with each other because y- you hear them both ask, like, oh, do you have someone you're interested in now? I knew that they weren't going to say each other because that would just be too obvious. But they also, I really like how they ask about the other, because they're quite popular in the house. Mm-hmm. And Arisa asks Arman about Mizuki and Arman asks Arisa about Tap. Yeah. And they don't outright dismiss it. They talk about it. It's very cordial, but it's obvious just that they want to take the temperature of the other situations. They're both just saying like, oh, yeah, that's that. But, you know, the real connection is here. It's almost like, listen, don't worry about music. Don't worry about tap. (laughs) It's all us. It was nice. It's like now that they're out of the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's great. Um, So then we see (laughs) we see Armand training. He is a tough dude. I, I was really I didn't think he wasn't. But seeing him just hit those bags, working mm-hmm. with the pads, with, with and also uh, how long Daiki. his his uh, yeah his um stamina yeah right because that's when he well he goes to that oh you know oh that's in the later episode when he went right before his fight yeah I think this is where he goes to the new place or it's a different place and he meets with the CEO and they said the CEO of Target and again I have to remember that it's the gym and not the <laughs> best store in the world that really we is. know and love. It's awesome. So that pad work, he is ferocious. He, I, I, I would not want to fight him. No, definitely not. He seems in really good shape for as much as he drinks and eats. Yeah. <laughs> because he definitely can eat and he can definitely drink. Yeah. And yeah, maybe just a really good metabolism is what I'm getting at. I guess so. Or maybe it's some sort of, he just expends that much energy mm-hmm. when he's training. It's really intense. And we mentioned last episode, he has this quiet 
intense personality. But when he speaks, he never raises his voice. He's very even keeled while He's still come right. But he comes off as very intense, not in a bad way. And I mm-hmm. really like Armand. But to see him, it's just this explosiveness when he's so, training. And it's, it's wow. I don't know about you, but I think I find that super attractive that the contrast between him in everyday life and then when he is in his hobby and he's just all fired up. I, I think that's super attractive. Just that, that, that contrast between the two personalities is super appealing. And this is a little bit different because in the past you've talked about how you like to see people do something that they're good at. When yes, we saw Uchi yeah. doing hair. But this is, it's that and then the contrast. So there's kind of that it's extra even more intense. layer yeah. there for Armand. And he's a cool-ass dude. So let's go, Armand. Hopefully he does well in his fight. And then we are treated to possibly the most uncomfortable scene oh, so man. far. <laughs> I don't even know so I was, how to start. I was perusing the Reddits and the Facebook appreciation groups, and this seems to be a very famous scene, and rightfully so. Oh man, this is so. In during the date, from the very beginning of the cut, it just Adiso was being short, to say the least. Yeah, she wasn't having it, and it didn't even seem she wasn't rude about it. She was just clearly not interested at all. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they were farther apart than maybe people would be normally on a couch, date or no date. It seemed like there was a <laughs> it's like bit worlds more between. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really far apart. And Tap, we see him trying. You can tell he's nervous and, hey, first dates are not easy by and large. I got the feeling that he knew it was a losing battle. Or he knows that it's a losing battle. And he's just trying to fight that feeling because, no, I had to... No regrets, like, just have to keep going at it. Yeah, but you have to know when it's not working out. (laughs) And he he wants to be true to himself there. (laughs) He really wanted to try to make this work in some way. Poor guy, poor guy. So they talk about the car. They He mentions no fewer than three times in a minute how he'd like to take the car out. Because he said he's never taken the big car. I think that's what they were talking about. And Arisa just says, oh, me neither. And she's she's humoring him. Again, going back to that, he wasn't. he's not being direct enough. And I feel that this is a negative against him, that he's not being more confident with himself. And he's not carrying himself that well. Because, again, right here, he was being indirect. Or at least not direct enough. And with Yuriko... I didn't get the feeling that he was this indirect. I feel like they were talking about the Blue Note and going out to eat. And it seemed to be, maybe it was just a bit more natural with Tap and Yuriko, despite it not working out. And I think that Yuriko wasn't as straightforward or as clear. I shouldn't say straightforward. I'll say as clear about her disinterest in Tap as Arisa was. Mm -hmm. And that was a really big part, I think, in how their dates were different. And then... It happens, and he... Uh, just just say it, Jim. Come on. This is uh, he wants to take her out, and because he had been talking about wanting to take the car out, and Arisa <laughs> is a bit confused, and she realizes, oh, okay, he's asking me that again. So then she brings up the wonderful store, Costco, and she mentions how she wanted to go to Costco. Yeah. 
And Tap is confused because, I mean, there are ways to turn down a date, but I think that's probably the best one I've seen in real life, on a show, in a movie. That that was brilliant from Arisa. I really like that because it's not only is it a no, but it totally disarms the person who's asking. He was so 100%. confused. 100% that he was just left flailing in the air. I is oh man. I yeah. just have it replaying through my head. Yeah. And what it came down to, the way that she kept deflecting the question was, he would say, okay, maybe we can go to Costco. And she'd be like, oh, with everybody? And he he was like, no, like me and you. And, and then she's like, oh, you mean with everyone? <laughs> oh, man. I know when that doesn't seem to be getting through to tap she mentions midori specifically yeah he says oh to run errands and she said well maybe but midori wanted to go so and eventually he got it or the producers mercifully cut <laughs> yeah they're just like oh we can't do this this is whatever happened yeah it ended eventually what felt like forever and after that we see uchi i'm sorry well, yeah, we see Uchi in the boys' room, mm-hmm. and Tap comes back in, and Uchi asks how the date went, and Tap knows it didn't go well. It's very clear. What it boils down to is that this little scene was a pep talk. Uchi giving Tap a pep talk, and you had to just go and grab, grab and just go for it. But it wasn't a very good pep talk. At least I didn't like it. I didn't like it either, but I it's really just, didn't like it, it. That's how he took it, because the scene right after... Yeah, he asks again, but quick note on the pep talk. We're learning more about Uchi here. We saw the really awkward interactions with Minori when they first began dating that we discussed last episode. And Uchi says, when he's giving Tap this pep talk, he says, she would have said no if she weren't interested. Just plain and simple. And there's so much nuance to the way people interact. And some people are indirect, and I think... In some cases, that's that's a preferred way to be, to interact. Some people have a hard time saying no directly. Some people worry about feelings being hurt, which we talked about as well last episode. And if Uchi were there, it blows my mind that he would think, unless someone directly says no, you can keep going. It's almost like there's no sort of situational awareness that you have to look out for, according to Uchi. Yeah, I, I I wasn't looking into it that much, but that seems quite alarming. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, now, granted, you can only give so much information, right? If I came to you and said, Felix, listen, this thing happened, you would only have my side. You might talk to, to well, anyone depends, else that wasn't involved and it? get a different interpretation. Well, I think so. Yeah, no, I just meant with that hypothetical situation it depends because since we are such good friends i would try to be as neutral as possible for your benefit but if it was just uh i can't think of it i think there's different situations where i would uh, definitely side with you but also for i guess uh maybe like an interview that didn't go too well i would try to like look at it as objectively as possible for your benefit right and that's something that i was really thinking about here because They've been in the house together for how long? I guess about 16 weeks, right, since we're on episode 16. So you think about what the obligations are as a friend. And that was something that I was really thinking about. Do you think Uchi did the right thing here, or did he mess up? I th- I would chalk it up again to his inexperience, which we will go into later. But 
I feel like he's only getting tapped side of the whole story, right? With Arisa, like the dates with, or like quote unquote dates with Arisa. Right. And I feel that he doesn't get the sense of Arisa really does not want to have anything to do with tap in that sense. So he's trying to encourage him the best way he knows possible. And that's just by saying, oh, did she say no? Then you should go for it. But he doesn't, he's not aware of the situation. He doesn't know that like, well, maybe she doesn't want anything to do with him or she just doesn't have her side of the story like he wasn't there he you know and tap was not really he was only giving his side then again he did say it went bad (laughs) yeah it did seem like a pretty good or a faithful retelling of the events of the date because i think he didn't seem to leave anything out at least that i recall and to most people i don't think there's any question that she wasn't really feeling and yeah he picked up on it too but when he thought, I should try again, I have no regrets. And is this where he also said that maybe she's not in a, in relationship mode? Is Was this during this oh, pep talk? Oh, I really hope not. But <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. If I'm jumping the gun, I'm sorry to our dear listeners. But at one point, Tap discusses this with Uchi. And I think it's the same scene where he says... Maybe she's not in a relationship mode. She she did go out with Armand, though. And I mm-hmm. kind of thought, well, look, man, it's you. It's yeah, you. She went out with Armand because she likes him. She didn't want to go out with you because she doesn't like you. It's not about being ready for it. It's, it's you. Mm-hmm. Not that that's always a lie or if someone's told that. That's not always not true, right? People say that and there are reasons, but... Those things in conjunction. She went out with someone else, but I mean, she's not ready for a relationship. And I think you can say that's probably just you, bro. Sorry. So he gets his pep talk from Uchi and he tries again. Yes. And this is even worse, I think, than the Costco thing. I think so, too. <laughs> I could just imagine. I could just see you right now, like, holding your hands on your face. <laughs> Just, it wasn't can, great. It's just we don't have video right now up on Skype, but I can I can sense that Jim is doing that right now. It's that slow mo thing. It's in a movie when you see the car crash about to happen, mm-hmm. and the person's crossing the street, and you see it, and everything slows down, and you see a hand reach out. That's that's yeah. the whole thing, and that's what I felt like the second time. Yeah. So he goes and asks Arisa if she if he uh, she can join him in the playroom. And so with this, he he's like, all right, I'm going. He tries a very direct approach, and he tries three times basically. And it's he says like, let's can we do a day trip with the car? She deflects, so that's strike one. Then she like he tries he tries like two other times, and it's just like he keeps asking like two two or three more times, and she just deflects all of it. And at that point, you can just see that he's just like, I've struck out. Yeah, that's it. But this time it seems to stick. And he takes it, and that's the end of that potential courtship right there. We move on to Mizuki and Aramon. They finally have their date that Mizuki was very happy actually happened. And it was a nice date. We see she got a haircut. She tried a new look, and it looked very nice. Yeah, I I really liked her hair. That was a really good change up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really nice. The date went well, except for when Armand let her know that this was going to be their last date. (laughs) (laughs) 
But besides that, it went well, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it just ended up Mizuki falling back to support. It seemed like she was on the offense, but at that point, she had no choice but to. Right, when Armand was that clear about it, he didn't ask her if there was anyone she was interested in. He didn't indicate that he was interested in that way. He didn't Mizuki. need to deflect or anything like that. Right. It was clear. Again, he did it well. I mean, he's really been doing well so far. And I think it was clear without being too harsh. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. And Mizuki wishes him luck. And that's also another potential courtship that is totally ended. And then it's it's a bit of a sad scene to end this episode. Yeah, so then we have, we have the scene in the playroom. And I, I called this in my notes, the loser's bracket. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the, they're just talking, and Mizuki is talking to Tap, and it, it seems like she was leading the conversation, because Mizuki accepted it. She accepted her loss, but I don't think Tap has accepted, or rather has taken too well. Tap just had that thousand-yard stare like he just got back mm-hmm. from war. He looked really shell-shocked still. Yeah, and every, <laughs> I feel it, it was just, it was even more striking Every time Mizuki said, oh, we're the losers, huh? And like just kept lumping them together. And he just, his expressions. And I feel like I mention expressions of of these people a lot. And I think a lot of the times it tells a story that you may not notice watching. if Unless somebody points it out to you is what I'm trying to say. And I, I feel like in scenes like this, it's very important. Yeah, because he's being told the truth, but... He's just not really ready to hear it. And he's saying, yeah, he's agreeing because a part of him knows it's right and it's the right thing to do. It's being polite. But that look, it, he's he's not fully there. No, and she says that a couple times. They both talk about potentially leaving. And that was a little bit of a shock. It ended on a down note. But it seems that for Mizuki especially, because as you said, she did seem more accepting of it. She didn't really get anywhere in terms of figuring out her true passion. And it seems like it's not just getting rejected by Armand. It's also she seems to have a very good reason for wanting to go. And Tap seems like he was also ready to go too, which is why they discuss it. Yeah. And we'll see what happens in episode 17, the next one. This one opens. It's kind of a strange. It's not a direct continuation like I thought it was going to be. They open by going to the Japanese style room. That they had no idea for the 17 weeks, I guess, now that they've been in the house. They did not know it existed. You wouldn't think, like, such a dope-ass house that they would have explored it at some point. It was almost like they just went to go find their bedrooms in in the first episode. They went to go find their bedrooms, and that was it, and the playroom. But why didn't they find this room? It's dope. It's really cool. So they go in there, they look at all the comforters, and they talk about how comfortable they look. And they set it up, and I was really kind of confused, and I, I didn't know where they were going with this. And later on, we find out that Uchi and Minori are supposed to stay there, or it's an option. Maybe not supposed, not like they're exiled. But I like it because they won't be sleeping in the damn living room anymore. Which they banned. And Uchi was a part of that decree, I guess guess from tap that nobody should be sleeping in the living room but we find out that they apparently fall asleep there a lot so 
I wouldn't be surprised if this is more out of necessity for the rest of the house. They're like, all right, you guys can keep falling asleep here. You, <laughs> we need to get you guys in a room. And the traditional room seems to be the best bet. That's very briefly mentioned. I think it's Tab who says, you two can sleep there. And Uchi says, if we sleep there. And it was a very subtle, you, you should sleep there. And I think Uchi took a little bit of, of offense to that because maybe he felt like they were being exiled to that room. But they should be exiled to the room because don't sleep in the fucking living room. It's as simple as that. Come mm-hmm. on, guys. And I would just like to take a small pause quickly. I am a fan of Supreme Clothing and the brand and a couple other streetwear brands. And Uchi has the fakest <laughs> Supreme sweats I've ever seen. And I'm... I'm afraid that's what he uses as, like, sewing machine. Because you never actually see what he makes, right? He was kind of making an apron that day. That one time, right? He must not be named. Snatched up Minody for the run. <laughs> yeah, but that's the only time we've ever seen. But the items that he has, at least that that sweat combo is fake. And I don't know. That just kind of made, lost me points with him. But that's just me. That's a class three felony, Because I'm a Felix. slave. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a slave to... Uh, brands so the question is where do you even get those patches there's a bunch of like chinese and vietnamese resellers or quote-unquote resellers online that you can just get patches but those patches weren't even good fakes when you buy supreme as a quick footnote there's a lot of fakes out there so a lot of people make these fake clothing sell them for pretty low and then people try to sell them off as real items and they can do an incredible they can make an incredible markup and it's really sleazy but at least it's not like Uchi's like selling, selling them. I think he just wears them. Folks, you heard it here first. If you dare to wear fake Supreme, DA Felix is coming for you. <laughs> I will shun you. But still listen to our podcast, please. We see Tap and Mizuki in their respective rooms discussing leaving. And we see Tap first. So Tap is in the boys' room. And he says that he wants to leave. And he gives a funny reason why... He, he wants to leave. He wants to go to, quote, Africa, the birthplace of, what did he say, tap and jazz or tap yeah. and rhythm or something? <laughs> I just want to say that's fine. It's fine to want to travel. It's okay. What is less fine is that Africa is a gigantic continent with continent. a lot of countries. All right. <laughs> It, just in case, and this is the thing that I encounter a lot from people who I think should know better, Africa is not a country. That's my public service announcement for the whole continent. Africa is <laughs> not a country. There's a lot of tangents in this episode, but I think it's good. It's, it's okay like a, because it's, a, it's, it's a PSA. It's like a PSA combination episode with, with our analysis. Don't wear fake Supreme and know where you're going in Africa. They're, <laughs> and, Af- they're, and Africa is not a country. It's I a can continent. say how many people in college wanted to go study abroad in Africa, at least pick a country. You know, pick one of the bigger countries. Go, say South, South Africa. Africa. Right, yes, like, yes. See, see, like, we, see, we both just said it. It's fine. Everyone knows South Africa. Just go there. I, or do you think that they something. think South Africa is just the south of the country? They just cut it in half and it's a whole <laughs> everything like south of Chad. Yes, I do. Oh, man. Yeah, but so that was just a thing. I'm not really knocking Tap. It, it's more on principle, so forgive me. Uh, so that's what Tap wants to do. So he's talking about leaving to do that. 
And when Mizuki talks about leaving, Arisa looked really sad. Minori was, they were both sad. And Minori mm-hmm. was a bit more physical, giving her a hug, oh, I'll miss you. But Arisa really looked hurt when Mizuki said she was leaving. You think it's because she stole her man? I'm with you there. I think she did feel a little bad because she felt, of course, not enough to stop seeing Automon, which I'm glad she did not do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a little bit of, hey, I'm sorry it turned out like this. And even though I'm sure Arisa knows that, or I hope she knows that that's not the main reason why Mizuki is leaving, I'm sure she thought about that a little bit, which is why she had the reaction that she did when Mizuki said that she was leaving. So Mizuki drops that bomb, and it's upsetting. Um, A few moments later, Minori talks about how there's trouble in paradise, right? Yeah, Uchinori is in trouble. Yeah, Uchinori. You know, I always forget that, but I I should write that down, because whenever I take my notes, I say Minori Uchi, but Uchinori is really good, so I'm glad that you coined that. TM. Thank you. TM, if you use it. Again, he's going to come after you with a fake Supreme (laughs) and Uchinori, so watch out. Everyone is put on alert right now. So Minori is talking about a relationship, about Uchinori, and she says that Uchi doesn't really take things too lightly, which I guess is not too surprising from Uchi. I, I wasn't too surprised to hear that because he seems, we've seen him be very direct before, and it seems like he would take a lot of things pretty seriously, and I can totally relate to that. Yeah. So I wasn't super sympathetic to her because I'm a selfish prick when she was talking about that. That being said, people do need to lighten up, myself included. And when you first start dating someone, there is that sense of lightness that you have, even if you're getting more serious with the person. Because yeah. everything is a big talk. It's, well, what are we going to do? What's going on? Where are we? That's no fun. No. And here's the thing about their relationship that kind of bugs me. And let me know if you feel the same way. With relationships in general, there always seems to be what you call the honeymoon period. Yeah. Right? Where everything is just perfect and you both are super happy. But it seems with this relationship, I don't know if it's the both their personalities are the same and it, it just ends up being, it doesn't look like it. But it seems like they don't have that. And it just seems that they're both really awkward with each other. They don't seem to talk that much or be serious because even like going back to the traditional room like when they're they're talking about like staying in here they're both like when everybody leaves or not not everybody leaves when they're when they just like they're sitting down in the covers they're just laugh awkwardly and it's just and especially uchi i i can i just i hate that awkward laugh that he does he's doing it to break up the silence because Mizuki was staying silent, but she cracks a smile also. So I think that just was just on her joking too. But Minori, I don't know. yeah, Minori, yeah. Uh, did I say Mizuki? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Wow. <laughs> Got Mizuki on the brain. <laughs> but yeah, no, Minori. Yeah. Do you feel that? You know, I do feel like that, and I think the main issue with them is in terms of of their personalities. We see that Minori doesn't really like to talk about a lot of things that are too serious, and Uchi is the opposite. But in that case, someone has to lose out, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And if Uchi always wants to talk about something really serious, but Minori doesn't, then she can stay silent. And maybe that's what we see. Maybe we see Uchi wanting to talk about where they are, what they're going to be doing. And if Minori doesn't want to talk about that, maybe we see that, right? Because if... 
if we're talking, right, and I want to talk and I'm talking to you and you're not really saying much back to me, eventually maybe I'll get the hint if you don't just say, hey, Jim, shut up. Mm-hmm. And then we're quiet because I, I can't make you talk. And there are, so there are certain things in relationships and friendships and whatever where if you differ on a topic, one person is going to have their way more by default, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. A little bit. Okay. So just that Uchi wants to talk and Minori doesn't. And so it's easy to not talk. But Uchi has to try to put an effort and say, what's going on? What are we doing here? And I think we see a lot of that awkwardness in the show. And look, we don't know how it's being edited. We don't know what maybe was said that we don't see. But the things that we do see when we watch the show... It certainly seems like the the communication is a little strained, and the awkward laugh—it's not great. But some people do that. It comes up a lot. That's why. That's the only reason why I'm pointing pointing it out. It it happens a lot with him. It's a little bit jarring to me still because I still, when I see Uchi, I still think about Uchi Week and how he came in and he seemed to have that confidence, which was mentioned a couple times. Yeah, it just yeah, it's the complete opposite when he finally gets a girlfriend. So hopefully things get better for them. We'll see. But for now, Minori was talking to the other women about it. And we go to Arisa and Arman because it's the day of his fight. Yeah, this is awesome. We see Arisa in the morning. She, I thought she was making him breakfast and it turned out that she was, but he didn't really want to eat because he didn't want to eat for the weigh-in. And she says, win and I'll take you anywhere you want. No, I don't think she said that. I don't think it. I don't think it came out that way. You mean with the inflection that I had? It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't and I'll came. take you anywhere you want. <laughs> I, but I also don't think she said that. I think she just said, if you win, let's go out. I think that's how it was. I thought she said, I'll take you anywhere you want. She didn't say those words. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe she did. I don't know. Just the way I, you threw me off. Just in that sexy voice, right? Yeah, your sexy radio voice. I'll take you anywhere, baby. You could do. You could do. Uh, Radio commercials with that voice. For what? For phone sex lines? <laughs> oh, no, I just missed the <laughs> what, what are you getting at, Felix? One eight hundred hot dudes. <laughs> oh man! I guess that's eight number. Uh, hot dude. <laughs> just a singular. Dude. It's just a singular dude, and it's not me. Um. <laughs> all right. So she says she gets across. Let's go out. We'll do anything that you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's a lot better. Right? Well, let's go with that. And <laughs> yeah. so we see the fight, and the fight is awesome. So everyone is there except for Uchi, who okay, had I'm work. Sorry. So, like, did you notice the announcer was like Armin Bitroff, and then the other guy Tony? It was just said Tony. Yeah, I was wondering about that. It's like Madonna know, it, it or might, Cher, might, right? Yeah, it might have been just like a cut or something. Uh, but it, man's name was definitely just Tony. Tony, the amazing Japanese kickboxer who gets his ass kicked by our man, Arman. That was awesome. Yeah. Arman's cross, he he landed some pretty serious right crosses on him. That, he landed a flying uh, knee. That was brutal. Yeah. Oh, man. Poor and Tony. He, but let's not forget, though, he had like probably a good eight matches or eight or ten matches before in, in back in america yeah so he was definitely experienced <laughs> tony was not yeah, or at tony least, got his I, shit was, fucked up <laughs> he definitely did 
Uh, Tony. Jeez. Ottoman said that it had been a while since he fought, though, right? I think he Five said or it six was about. Years. Yeah. 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 He's just good, and with that practice that he was getting to target, it was enough. And he won, and he got a nice little uh, certificate, which was nice. And that was a cute little scene also over on the, the cool-down mat. It was a great scene. You you had Armand give Arisa the, the certificate, and she's reading it, and she presents it to him like she was the presenter. And I thought that was really cute. Yeah. And then, and then Armand is super smooth. Was like, so you said I should call up 1-800-HOT-DUDE and you can take me out anywhere you want or anywhere I want. And he, Like I said, <laughs> anywhere you want. So he says, I, I forgot the name of it. It was just basically an amusement park. Yoimuri Land. Yo, yeah, there you go. Right. Oh, geez, that's kind of like a tongue twister. Yeah. There's also, I believe there's a baseball team, the Yoimuri Giants. Oh, that's awesome. I wish I had a jersey by them. I think that's a team. Yeah. I think they look like the San Francisco Giants. I think like the font is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking it up right now. Yoimuri Giants. Here we go. They look exactly like the San Francisco Giants. They're black and orange. The font's the same. Wow. Just be original, guys. Come on. <laughs> Shut up. Uh. After the the fight and the, the, that scene, we get to the dining room again and it's a victory dinner but also a goodbye dinner for Mizuki and Tap. Can I mention that they were serving bugles? Did you see the bugles in the bowl? No. I hate bugles. What's wrong with bugles? I hate them. They're not good. That's Yes, it. they are. They're like decent, but they're pretty good. Like if it was in a bowl, I'd eat them. They're fun to play with. You put them on your, you fingers, on your fingertips and then you eat them because you can't put them back in the bowl because that's socially unacceptable according to some people. And they're good. That's it. They they also have like different flavors too. Oh wow, Felix! Can you tell me more about the different no, wonderful I flavors? I, just, I actually just made that up. Do they actually have different flavors? Yeah, they have to. Okay. Yeah, because if they were just plain, then they would go out of business immediately because they're trash. Bugles flavors. Here we go. Bugles. Ah, here we go. It's an autofill. Uh Oh, God. No. Original. Original nacho <laughs> cheese, salt and vinegar, sour cream and onion, yeah, ranch, chili cheese, salsa, smoking barbecue, churros, no, Southwest Ooh, Ranch. That sounds good. Sweet and salty chocolate peanut butter, sweet and salty caramel, cheddar, Whoa. ketchup. Ooh, I'm sorry. Have you, have you ever seen Bugles? No. Have you ever seen Bugles in the supermarket? I don't I've never seen I don't I don't recall seeing Bugles last time I was in the supermarket. No, not since 1994. <laughs> Okay, all right. So stop trashing Gross. their snack choices. Okay, so, yes, but as you said, it's it's a happy dinner and a sad dinner. Yes. So it was pretty sad. It just skips to the next day, and it's them leaving. Uchi goes to Mizuki in the room. She was still asleep. I guess it was super early in the morning before he goes to work, because uh, unfortunately he couldn't make the fight or the dinner. And he was like, you know, come by for a haircut sometime to Mizuki, even though she had a killer haircut already. So I doubt like she'd go to him. But, you know, and she was just like, bye, bye. And then with Tap, I don't know, like, I really wish there was a little bit more of an interaction with them. I guess it was very limited because he had to go to work. But I, I, I kind of wanted a little bit more out of that interaction. Yeah, he said more to Mizuki than he did to Tap. I just said, I'll see you around. I don't know when I'll see you again. And that was it. And, like, you're not expecting a 
heartfelt goodbye with a bunch of hugs and tears and things like that. But you figure maybe they would hang out at some point, maybe once Uchi leaves as well. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's the thing when people leave, like, you definitely have their phone numbers, right? Or I, is that just the air that they're trying, like, the producers told them that they should probably give? You probably do. Yeah, because, like, you guys are still in Tokyo, and you guys can definitely... There wasn't enough emphasis on, like, hey, like, we can meet again when we should hang out for, you know... I It just seemed like once you leave this house, we have no more connection. Maybe that's the case, or maybe there's some sort of a clause in the contract where they can't be seen again or something. Yeah, yeah. We don't know because we haven't seen Makoto or Yuriko back yet. And I guess we'll see what happens. Maybe that'll change in the future. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what it seems like for right now. So it ends on that note. And we get our final episode of our podcast, episode 18, which begins with the greatest Some character on the show. Some rando just shows up. Like, Mizuki. Or, I keep saying Mizuki. Jeez. Minori. Felix. <laughs> okay, relax. Minori. <sighs> Minori meets up with some rando. Yeah, someone who we don't know and who no one is in love with and already bought a plane ticket to Japan to go try to marry. <laughs> no one would do that. You missed the first time we went. <laughs> so, yeah, it they were uh Minori was filling in Kurumi with all the the recent details of people leaving and stuff. But did you notice that really awkward cut to Arman and Arisa decorating the tree? I really like that. Did you wait? Did you like that? <laughs> well, well, I like that scene, but I didn't like how it was Minori no, and Kurumi, and then Arisa and Araman, and then back to Minori. Yeah, and no, no, that's what I mean. Like okay. that was yeah, that sucked. That that was very odd to me. Yeah. Both scenes are super good. I just felt like they should have just maybe done one at like one after the other, not stick like stick it right in between. That might have been intentional because. Let's think about what was discussed. So Kurumi, as you said, was being updated on the couples. So they mention Arisa and Arman, and then it shows them in that slick little around-the-waist move, and then that leads right into Kurumi talking about sex, right? So maybe it was like a build-up. It was like the appetizer for Kurumi's entree of, hey, are you fucking yet? So maybe that was (laughs) that build-up there. yeah. Yeah, basically, in her very blunt manner, which is great. So maybe that's why they show those scenes like they did. Something else they were talking about was that it seemed that Uchinori has gone stale. And they weren't talking as much as they have been. So Minori was, like, concerned. Yeah. Look, it's bound to happen. I mean, you spend a lot of time with someone. You know, you live in the same house. And because of what we had talked about earlier, their personalities, sometimes you just run out of things to talk about. Even yeah. if it's only been three, you know, it, it's it's actually not that long. But that that's what I'm saying with like the whole with with the whole honeymoon period, though. Like I, with in my experiences, like the first three weeks or, or even like months are just nonstop talking back and forth. But then again, I never lived with any of them. Right, and that's the thing. And so again, we see a week's worth of stuff condensed, and maybe there's a lot. Maybe when they do just talk about that random stuff that might not be super interesting and maybe they felt like it wasn't worth including you know they're talking about their favorite whatever i like this band i saw this movie have you seen this show on netflix my favorite mega man 2 power up and you know yeah the stuff that you just have to know off the top of your head and not have to look up right who would have to look that up maybe they decided that that wasn't really worth including there that's a possibility but Mm -hmm. 
Minoru says it's stale, so maybe that's not what's actually happening. We don't know. We, we only have to go by what we see and what we are told, and maybe there's a lot of other stuff that we'll never find out. One quick thing before we get back to um, Uchinori. It still lists Armand in the opening credits as an aspiring firefighter. <laughs> and that that can't be on the table anymore for him. <laughs> I mean, like, no, it can be when if he eventually goes back to America or whatever is in, in, in his cards in the future. But I don't see anything. What else would they put? Amateur Muay Thai fighter or a kickboxer? aspiring english teacher maybe because that's more of what he's actually trying to do at least right now he only did it for like the first couple weeks like he was only searching for that but past that it doesn't seem like he doesn't have like an occupation and i know they want to talk about their careers instead of just a job because for mizuki they didn't say a barista right no in her opening crawl okay so maybe that's why they didn't put english teacher wait no did they i don't think so i think it was office worker and maybe they look at her being a barista as a job and not a career. And an office worker is broad enough where she gets a different kind of job in a different office. Her footsole coffee aspirations, she can work in an office. And so maybe that's what they're doing. And maybe teaching English, they don't look at as a career. But for some people, it is. But maybe not enough for Armand. I don't know. Okay, so back to Uchinori. So just that quick aside there. But we see them discussing what may or may not happen if they leave Tara's house. Because the show got extended an extra 18 weeks. Yes. for Or ex- extra 18 episodes. Yep. So that kind of threw a wrench in their plans. Also, that was also a reason that Mizuki used for um, leaving. She, that wasn't originally in her plans either. So, Right. So we see them talking and... Uchi just comments, listen, it's convenient for us now because we're living together, but things might change. It doesn't seem like they really want to leave. Things have been less than ideal recently, but Uchi wants, he says he wants to be close to Minori. And that's very nice. And I think that's the right play at this point. Yeah, he says what's going, where they are now is is working for him. But if she wants to leave, then he would leave with her. Yeah. So it shows his commitment. You know, he's very committed to still trying to get to know her, to them dating. And yeah, we'll have to see what happens with them. We cut to Arman and we just ripped him about being an aspiring firefighter. We both, you're guilty by association, DA Felix. (laughs) He is at the gym and he's training and he's talking to Daiki and Ipe, who's also the trainer there and part-time comedian. And... He is offered a job as a trainer, but Ipe says, well, listen, there's this guy I know. And they made it seem like maybe other people in the first season of Terrace House in Boys and Girls Next Door had worked at this gardening company. That's the sense that I got because he mentioned, oh, it's kind of a tradition. Yeah. And I know what he's talking about, but I put two and two together and that's what I assumed. So it shows Armand walking into this gardening shop, I guess. They sell, like, gardening supplies, or I don't really know what it was. And we meet Japanese Richard Branson, who looks really (laughs) cool and just looked like the coolest (laughs) old guy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, definitely. Didn't the guy used to live in um, Hawaii? Or have some kind of connection with Hawaii? Or am I making that up in my head? He was talking about surfing. I don't recall him saying Uh, that, but he might have said that. Yeah, I, I... I thought I recalled like a part of their conversation where that was something that they connected on. Maybe I, I, I could just be making that up. 
No, he could have because I actually I was eating honeycomb when I was watching this episode, and it's That's very like loud. That's like TMI. And very I don't crunchy. know why our listeners need to know that because you're eating this mediocre like C grade cereal. Oh my god! Tangent right. number three. Let's no, no, do no, no, this. No, 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 no. We can address this off cast. We have an episode <laughs> to finish up, so I'll ignore that and continuing the focus on Armand. He goes to a party at Target with Arisa. Then he is just passed the fuck out. Oh, man. Yeah, he is out like a light. This is... Oh, man. This is... I, it sucks because Armand was doing so well for me. Yes, he was. And he was... He just seems like he couldn't do no wrong. And he was just killing it. And he drinks himself into a coma. And has this huge hangover the next day. So bad in which... He doesn't even remember their date was this day. And I, I just remember, like, letting out such a huge sigh when Arisa was like, we said we'd go in the morning. And you can tell Armand had no idea what she was talking about. It's like when that person comes up to you and she's like, hey, Jim, what's up? And you don't remember their name. And you hey, go like, what's hey, up, man? You? How's it going? Yeah, exactly. So, How are things? Good. It seemed, yeah, because he was definitely trying to like, oh god, like, what did did we plan something today or 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 something? And that was just, oh man, that was a really bad look. And not only that, but he wakes up and he apologizes for anything that he may have done the night before, which is never a good thing. To no, feel like you have to say. And he has the black eye. And Arisa asks him what happened, and Armand says, I don't think I was in a fight, was I? And Arisa says no. And it may have just been an innocent thing, but it doesn't read as too good initially to have to say things like that. I don't know what I may have done, but I'm sorry. And there are worse things that one could say, obviously. But as you said, he was he was doing so well, yeah. and it, it was not good for him. So he remembers, quote, remembers that, he, that they had that date. So they go to Yoimuri land, and immediately he says, I'm drunk. I'm still hungover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they walk in funny. the gate, and that's it's, the first thing he says. It's funny because it, it's just, yeah, it's just him in his monotone voice just saying, yeah, I think I'm still drunk. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, man. It's like, it was such a perfect setup for this date, right? Yeah, yeah. It, he won the fight, or before that, Arisa says, you know, if you win, here's his phone number to this phone sex hotline. Um, I, I'll take you Hot anywhere dude. you want. <laughs> I can take you anywhere you want. And he seems super happy about it. He wins his fight and then, like, just says, oh, you know, that I'm going to hold you to that. And then this happened. It's, like, so anticlimactic. But with that, you know... The, him wanting to vomit 90% of the time during the day, it did seem like he was trying his best to, like, be in the date. He was having fun and stuff like that, but again, reading faces, <laughs> it just looked like he wanted to just, like, hurl on every single ride. It's not the absolute worst thing that could have happened for their date. And things do happen, because people do go to parties and people do drink a lot, but... But you should be more considerate to this date. Like, she got up early. She was all nice. And did you... The scene where he was he was just on the couch when, you know, still in his, like, pajamas or whatever he slept in, just eating. And he's just like, well, what? I, oh, man. That was Cause not a asks, good look. Because he asks if she, if she's going somewhere. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's oh what he my says. God. That's what he asks her. 
yeah, yeah. on our date that you was are supposed to be up for because it's the morning. So get your lazy ass up. So he throws up. We he throws up. Yeah, see, he, throws like... he throws up five times. And because of this, he misses a great opportunity on the Ferris wheel, which he acknowledges. He says, listen, yeah, the Ferris wheel, there's an image of kissing on a Ferris wheel, but I had thrown up five times. He gets her a gift, which is really nice. And Isa really seemed to like it. And to my surprise, she did not have a, a big problem with it. She no, was talking she to Minori yeah, and she yeah, said what, what she, she felt that the, she uh, recap. Yeah, she said that she felt like she was a little bit closer to him because he had been trying a bit hard, not even in a bad way, but trying to impress her. To read more into that section, it's it's like when you're trying to, you're in like the courtship phase of a relationship, you're obviously going to be wary of your faults with what you say and, and different things. So you, it seems like in the, at this date, especially because he probably had no energy to do anything else but just to try to not throw up as much as possible he his guard was down and so she was happy to see that side and to still have feelings for him which is nice and she she really likes him she really likes him they have plans to do something the day before christmas so we'll see how that turns out mm. and despite the big one at, yeah that might be he might go right for the kiss which would be interesting because which, which is really taken aback because, by that yeah yeah that it's like oh you kiss them before you're in a relationship with them <laughs> and we we're like, just like yeah, yeah kind of right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well hey he's american like, culture yeah cultural thing all right so that's what happened in these three episodes um but we also, we see the previews for two new members. We see a very yes. masculine construction worker. Construction worker and, and smile, smile woman. She had a very, she had a very nice smile. That's yeah. all I can really gather. Yeah. She seemed like a very trendy gal from the city, you know. Super excited for to get like two members. Because one is like cool, but then two around the same time is going to be definitely fun to watch, to see. But Felix, we also, we forgot to mention someone else who's leaving. We have the young boy on the oh, panel. We don't talk about those in this show, but yeah, young young boy is leaving. Whatever his name was, I don't care. He didn't he really even talk. All he did was just puff out his cheeks like he had 10 marshmallows in his mouth. <laughs> like we see Tori-chan do from time to time. Again, I think that's like an idle thing. That's like an image thing. It's dumb. It looks stupid, but... No, like I, I can see that. And I just, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I don't get it either. It's Cultural weird. Thing. Yeah, Cultural but he's thing. gone. See you, nerd. <laughs> that was mean. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, at the end of every episode, we try to pick an MVP and an slash MVL, standing for most valuable person slash loser. Loser. Uh, Jim, do you want to kick it off this week? Yeah, you know, I I was really thinking about this. A lot of people, I think, had good showings and bad showings. But the person I think was pretty consistent was Arisa. I thought she was really, really good in these three episodes. Yeah. She had great dates with Armand, and <laughs> she was a trooper. Period, and then I'm like, what about the woman tap? Yeah. Well, look, she was a trooper because he's puking his guts out in the bathroom. Yeah. And it didn't really turn her off of him. And in fact, it drew her a bit closer to him mm -hmm. because he was able to let his guard down and he was I, able to be more authentic. We also got the scene of her working too, like finding oh, those right. hats. Yeah, yeah that was, that yeah. was again, that's something that I'm really into with this show is that seeing people in their everyday lives and their work. So that was 
pretty cool. Yeah, she was nice. She she is a nice person. She is very direct in going after Arman. She seemed genuinely sad when Mizuki said that she was leaving. And there was, as we discussed earlier, a bit of that guilt there. But mm-hmm. it wasn't a, oh, I pi-, Well, at least I didn't read it as, I pity you. I read it as, look, it sucks because you're cool. I mean, it seemed like they really got along. I think yeah. they all get along, right? Yeah. That's something so that's, that is interesting. So that's something that I wanted to quick... I know we're running on time, but that's something that really sucks to me. Even though I'm really excited for the new members... They had that the the dinner scene. It just it was such a nice scene to see everybody joking and very familiar. There was no more awkwardness besides the Costco thing, like with with the group. And I know Uchi wasn't there, but he probably would have just added to it. It this this group was so tight knit and and flowed so well, and it had such nice imagery. And two of the biggest parts of it are are, are leaving. So I was kind of sad about that. Yeah, we saw a tap. We saw a Mizuki. They were very much a part of the cohesive unit. Yes, the, yeah, exactly. And they were stars. Um, for me, it was actually going to be Armand again, but it, unfortunately, that, that last strike was enough to tip it into Arisa for me also. So we agree this week yeah. on the MVP. Uh, for me, though, the I don't really feel comfortable naming an MVL. I don't either. Yeah, because I know the Costco scene was bad, but I, that's not... That doesn't constitute the MVL in our category, like this category, especially what we mean, because he tried and I know it was kind of shitty to try again so forcefully, but it, I, I, I feel comfortable just saying no MVL this week. Yeah, it's all positive. Yeah. It's all good. We'll, we'll keep it like a nice clean ending yeah. for, uh, for this iteration of the Terrace House cast. But we can't promise anything else in the future. We don't <laughs> no, know we what kind of <laughs> miscreants and vagabonds are going to bust down the door in episode 19. Which is the wonder of the show. Yes. So to wrap it up, thank you guys so much for listening. We've gotten a lot of really good feedback on our um, Facebook and, and uh, Reddit, on my Reddit posts there. Thanks, everyone. So just want to just to do some like house cleaning we are i promise that i will set up the social media to be cleaner and nicer we're working on our actual avatar logo uh so it'd be nice and we'll i'll start using i will be only using the twitter just for updates i'm not going to be doing like terrace house maybe actually if i find like a good terrace house meme I'll, i'll post it up there but please give us a follow on our facebook and twitter which you can find at touristhouse.simplecast.fm and our Facebook and Twitter links are on there. That way you can see when we launch if you don't use um, iTunes or your whatever your favorite podcasting app is. And please, if you share the show, uh, we, we, don't, we really have no other real way to promote this show but through by word of mouth with you guys. If you know any other fans of the show or anybody that's interested in this, please give them the link. And if you don't, if people are not into the show, it's definitely, I feel, is a good starter or a good aid for you to, for people to watch for the first time so they can watch along with us each week. Because uh, I think three episodes a week is pretty doable. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. We had a lot of positive feedback and we are definitely taking into consideration. Oh, one more thing. 
we've gotten a lot of suggestions about taking our listeners' questions and answering them on the show. We both love that idea, so please feel free to email us at welcome to tourist house. That's one word, all spelt out. Welcome to tourist house at gmail.com. And we'll definitely take a look and hopefully have your questions on our show. We're going to begin to read any questions and comments that we receive on air on the episode. So super exciting. Uh, so please get those questions and comments in. And we'll start with episode eight as a Super Bowl halftime spectacular. That's when we'll start reading all of your emails and messages that we receive. So thanks again. And we hope to hear from you all soon. So Jim, why don't you wrap it up for us? I just want to say, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for your love and support. You just listened to episode six of Tourist House, where we covered episodes 16 through 18 of Terrace House. Please join us next time for episode seven, where we will cover episodes 19 through 21 of Terrace House. This is Felix. This is Jim. Take care, everyone. Peace. Peace.